1: john chapman
2: what is going on faithful it is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today which i gotta let you know my whole plan was get back from mexico unpack record and get some film done uh that's what i wanted to do last night uh definitely didn't go the way i hoped for i got home and i was beat it was like a two-hour drive home in la traffic um, I got home and I slept for nine straight hours. I was exhausted, so woke up with a big smile on my face. Jumped into film uh, this morning, and it has just been an absolute blast. Um, and so, like, I absolutely love being with you guys today. I understand the World Cup's on; I get that, but uh, it's a short week, especially with the game on Monday. F- traveling for all. Tuesday, and then we got Thanksgiving tomorrow with a bunch of games. We just got way too much content to get through. So, um, wanted to jump on, talk through... Lots of things. I get it. Yeah. Canada and Belgium's on right now. Jacek's never going to forgive me. I love international play so much. I really, really do. I want to be watching it um, for the rest of the day. But I had to turn it off. Um, I got to go live. Just got too much uh, to talk about today. So uh, I want to focus primarily on today's episode, the 49ers offense, which has probably received the... I don't know. Um, correct amount of criticism? I, I I don't know, but a lot of criticism. Whether that's Kyle Shanahan, the quarterback position with Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, the run game, lack of explosives. Why can't you score so many points with all these weapons? I've now finished the first and second half offensive breakdown for our Patreon. The first half's up now. The second half is loading as we are recording this live. So that's going to be available later today. It was the funnest film the most fun film funnest i don't think is a word the most fun film i have ever gone through since Kyle Shanahan has arrived it, it was the best game it was the best game the least amount of errors there were errors the least amount of mistakes there were mistakes um it was the it was the best film um it, it, you know they always tell you that the film doesn't lie right that like well it's never as good as you think it is it's never as bad as it was better it was better than i thought it was it was just – it had everything. <laughs> it had everything. It was It was wonderful to go through. So uh, if you want to catch every single snap, if you want to catch every single play, if you want to see all those different things, all you got to do is just head over to our Patreon. It's also the best way to support the show, patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast, or just search 49ers Patreon on Google, and you will find it. But now, it, if you look at it from – a play-by-play perspective, I think that it tells the same story. And we're going to be going through some of the grades. What is up, Tommy? My man, Tommy, I appreciate the gift, dude. I I love Tommy. We talk all the time uh, through Twitter and DMs and whatnot. He says, trap game with the eights. He's always looking forward, man. Always looking forward. Uh, He's a musician. He can't help it. Yeah, it fits the bill of a lot of, you know, trap game, whatever, you're playing a lesser quality team. Um, a team that you should beat, no doubt about it. The Saints are a bad football team. They just beat up on the Rams, but that's not saying much. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. It fits a lot of things because you just played in one of the biggest games of the year, primetime, Mexico City, international, dominated. It's an easy let-down game. Now, the Saints are a very good football team defensively. Offensively, they've got some studs. And, you know, this was brought up where – It helps having the stars on the Saints team, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, who should be rookie of the year offensively. Um, Like, it helps having those guys over there because then it's like, okay, yeah, Andy Dalton sucks, but he did just throw for three touchdowns, I think, um, you know, in a winning effort against the Rams defense. So I'm hoping there's enough there for the 49ers to be like, man, they got Cam Jordan over there, who's, I, I can't, stress my level of respect for him by far one of my favorite 49ers been doing it solidly for the last decade. Um, they got a Their linebackers have been really, really good, even though they're missing some guys, their safeties, like they have star power and there's been a lot of history with the saints and 49ers. Now most, <clears throat> excuse me. Most of the games have taken place in new Orleans. This one's in Santa Clara and you're right. If you look at the 49ers schedule, it does kind of fit in a weird spot because after the Saints, who again not a good team, you got Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks. The three most important games left on your schedule are in the next four weeks. Saints doesn't necessarily fit that, right? Like they're, they haven't been a quote unquote good football team. They're a four and seven team, just like the Arizona Cardinals that you just destroyed. Um, but they did just beat the Rams. Take that for whatever it is that you want. Um, and so, yeah, I I don't, I don't know if it fits the trap game, all that stuff, because it is a conference game. You remember last year, the reason why you got into the playoffs was because the saints, you know, they were nipping at your heels the whole time. If you lost that week 17 game against the Rams, I think it was week 18, the 17th game last year, uh, saints would have been in the playoffs, not us. So, like, this is just one of those extra ways just to kind of, you know, put your foot on the throat of a conference. I would call them somewhat of a rival the past 10 years for the 49ers. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. The it, 49ers are going to be tired. That's the thing that stands out to me. I'm exhausted. I um, have been exhausted. Like, traveling now, again, do the 49ers have to wait, you know, for a three-hour international flight or wait? three hours to get on the international flight and then all that stuff and, you know, take a shuttle to get your car and all that. Like, no, they don't have to. It's a little bit different, but, like, I'm exhausted Uh now. I was partying and drinking way too much. Uh What's up, uh, uh, Slick? I love it. He says, props to you, Mr. Chabot, for what you do uh with the content and all the rush road trips. Uh, I know it's not easy, especially out of the country. It was rough, man. It was a lot of stress, but the whole plan was, and this is this is kind of what we are, right? We want the fans to have a better experience. What is this podcast and the show turned into? Um, Make your game days better, right? Your fan experience better. Educate you guys and bring people together. Community, whether that's through giveaways, whether that's through road trips, whatever. So our whole plan was in Mexico, take all the stress away, or at least as much as we could and try to put that together and it was such a success um i really do believe that everybody that came out overwhelmingly positive um it was just a really really good time so thank you for those that did come out uh, absolutely loved just all the connections man met man, so many people um it was cool. It was really, really cool. So uh, thank you to all those that participated. And if you guys did go and you got pictures and videos, share them with me. Email them over, 49 podcast at gmail.com so that we can share those, put those together, make maybe a little video or something like that. Um, but let's go back to these grades on the offensive side. Got to start off by talking about Trent Williams. Maybe the best game he's ever had. Uh, Matt Mayoko, he was kind of the first one that tabbed that. He had a 94.4 grade. Now, 90 is elite. One of the highest grades ever for a player this year. That's how good he was. And the film backed it up. That dude was throwing people around like crazy. And shout out to Spencer Burford. Now, if you look at the grades... The two lowest starters were Mike McGlinchy with a 48.8 grade and Spencer Burford with a 54.3 grade. Now, both of them had perhaps not the best run block plays. But, man, Burford pancaked J.J. Watt twice. Once in pass pro, he did the the Trent Williams back club, put him face first to the ground, and again, all the quarterback sneak uh, that Jimmy G did on third and one, put him on the ground. And so I think I saw J.J. Watt get pancaked four times throughout the game, which I think Banks got him one, Trent Williams got him one, and Spencer Burford got him twice. That's saying a damn lot. Imagine being a rookie of the NFL, and you pancake or put on the ground twice a Hall of Famer like J.J. Watt. And you know what else was crazy? They never put J.J. Watt really on top of Mike McGlinchey at all. You go back to the last year game when the 49ers lost, right, to the Colt McCoy-led um, Cardinals. J.J. Watt ate Mike McGlinchey's lunch. Um, They didn't really put him over there much. And Mike McGlinchey, not a lot of mistakes. He did have a couple, like, whiff blocks where he didn't touch one player (laughs) on a play. But they were not in pass pro. And he did not really get the quarterback hit really at all. He gave up a couple pressures. But Mike McGlinchey had a good game. If you go back to our keys of the game last week, it was like, man, Don't allow Mike to, you know, ruin those drives. And I'll be honest. I I don't think that Mike McGlinchey ruined one drive. I would not put one of those on him. So love the way that he answered. And again, I'll eat more crow. When the backups came in at the end of the game, Colton McKivitt's played terrible. Now it was seven plays, but he got a 47.2 grade. And a couple missed blocks just on zone replays. I've been saying Colton McKivitt should be swapping out series similar to what Brunskill and um, Burford do, but you know, I again not even play, but like one out of four, something like that. Colton McKivitz didn't look good against the backups. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, I, I I love it. I I hope he continues to improve. And I, again, it's not so much that I'm wrong on McGlinchey. I don't think, but I want to be. You know what I mean? I like McGlinchey. Again, what is the phrase that I have constantly said with Mike McGlinchey? He's an above-average right tackle in the NFL, just struggles with consistency. I felt like that was true this game as well. PFF agrees with me. I think the film said that as well. The only issue was it did not come in the passing game this time. It was more in the running game, and I'm totally cool with that. Um, You know, His run block grade was a 46.9. His pass block game was a 49.5. So it wasn't like he was out there dominating or any of those things. That's not what I'm saying at all. And the film didn't show that either. But the major mistakes weren't there. There were a couple times where I was like, ooh, that's a holding call. But um, they let him play. They let him play. They let him play. Oh, what's up, David? He said, Ayuk's first touchdown was sick the way he he shook free. Not the first time we've seen that. Back-to-back weeks, the problem was he dropped it last time. Um, and both times, it was the third or fourth read for Jimmy Garoppolo. Shout out to the O-line for protecting in the goal line. Shout out for Jimmy G getting through his progressions. Shout out to Brandon Ayuk. Make an account. Um, I mean, Ayuk's numbers were weird. Four targets, two catches, 20 yards, two touchdowns. But yeah, he did that whip route where he breaks out, spins back, and comes under. Just created so much separation. Ayuk is such a skilled player. Route runner. It, and you have so many studs to go around. I don't think Ayuk would be upset with a two-touchdown game. You would take that all the time. Uh, if you ask Brandon, Ayuk, okay, Brandon Ayuk, would you be happy with this stat line for uh 17 games throughout the year? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, 34 touchdowns, two touchdowns a game, 17 games. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll take that. Um, and the offense just looked great, it really, really was now. Let's talk about why, okay? I w- I want to bounce back and forth this episode between why the offense is doing well and talk about how the offense is doing well. Because I think we all know, since Christian McCaffrey showed up, everything different it is big time different. He has elevated the play and play calling of Jimmy Garoppolo to a point that we have never seen before. We've never seen it before. If if we just look at here, I'm gonna open this up. Let's do this. We're, we're gonna do this. Okay. I wouldn't plan on doing this, but I, I think it's important. If we look at the point in which Jimmy Garoppolo and the or the 49ers, this I think this is probably more important. Since the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey, I almost want to throw out the Saint uh, the Kansas City Chiefs game, right? Because he didn't even have one practice. He played the first half exclusively, couple snaps, second half, but wasn't a part of the game plan. If you just look at Jimmy Garoppolo since the trade, and again, if you want to include the Kansas City game, I don't think that it really throws off these numbers. So let me just detail what his numbers are in the Kansas City game. Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? 25 of 37, 303 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, had a 99.3 rating, was sacked five times. That was the issue, okay? The sacks and the turnover, but beyond that, the defense got destroyed. Drake Greenlaw gets injured. They could do whatever the hell they want. So I I, I do not put that game on Jimmy Garoppolo at all. But the numbers wise, you look at the next three games, Jimmy Garoppolo, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, three sacks against the Rams. Okay. Next game against the Chargers, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, one sack. Then you look against the Cardinals, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero sacks. So if we compile those, which I did not do, um, these are the simple stats. In the last three games, six touchdown passes, zero interceptions, the most important, the most important, four sacks. That's in three games. The 49ers dominated all three of those games. Dominated. Combined scores, 31, 22, 38 for the 49ers offense. That, that's stupid. That is absolutely just asinine with what they're doing. It, I, I, it, it's, this is what we have all wanted. All of the criticisms. All of whatever. 31 plus 22 plus 38 equals divided by 3. Boom. You're putting up 31 points a game. 31 points a game. With this defense, which, if you look at just the raw metrics, best in the NFL. In yards allowed, number one. Points allowed, fourth. If you put up 31 points a game, what have I been saying all year? If the 49ers score 20, they're going to win the game. Why? Because of the defense. Now, that would hold true for (laughs) all but two games. The Falcons and the Chiefs. If a team gets to 20 points, it's only happened twice versus the 49ers. And again, I'm going to do an entire defensive episode, but it's complimentary football, right? You can't have one without the other. If the 49ers' offense scores 20 points, they would be eight and two. That's it. That's it. That's how good this defense is. Now, if you mean to tell me the new standard is the 49ers are going to score 31 points a game offensively, that gives the defense so much leeway, right? Because if the standard they've been held to is just 20 points, there's nobody that's going to score over 20 points us, than us. Again, only happened twice all year. Falcons, Chiefs, the amount of games you're going to win. Oh, which even that Falcons game, right? They scored 28. If you score 31 against the Falcons, you win that, you're 9-1. You've got the best record in the NFL. And that is the staple or perhaps metric that I think the 49ers need to live by. And it all happened when CMC showed up. Now, there were two plays that happened in the film, uh, going through the film, that I thought were imperative to this new philosophy or understanding. And they both happened to Brandon Ayuk. One of them was on a post-wheel route where Brandon Ayuk was the wheel, and he beat his guy. The corner sat and it wide open down the sideline. What did Jimmy Garoppolo do? He checked it down to CMC. Now, here's what's important. That was the right call. It was the right call by Jimmy to check it down and not go deep. Why? What is Jimmy Garoppolo's percentage of pass plays that get completed throwing deep down outside the numbers? It's terrible. This week was one for five, okay? Um, Just passes that traveled more than 20 yards, one for five. So let's just say it's 20%, whatever, 40%. I don't give a damn. In the past, that would have pissed me off. In the past, I would have been upset about that. But now I don't. Why? Tony freaking Gwynn. That's why. That's the new philosophy I want with the 49ers all year, this year. It might change next year with Trey or whatever happens. Don't give a damn. 2022 49ers, Tony Gwen. That's what I want to see. I want singles. I want checkdowns. I want get the ball out quick. I want high completion percentage. And so, yeah, Brandon Ayuk was open, down outside the numbers, could have chunked it out, maybe, what, 20% completion percentage, 40%? Don't give a damn. Instead, he threw a three-yard check down with Christian McCaffrey showing him his numbers, boom, catch, got seven yards. That is a win. Later on in the game, freaking screams down the sideline, Brandon Ayuk again. What happens? Checks down to Debo. That's exactly what I want because you're staying ahead of the chains. You're consistent in the entire thing that this offense is about. Get it to your studs. Let them do their thing. Yeah, do I want the big 80-yard touchdown, 60-yard bombs, and all those things? Of course I do. But again, complimentary football. Look at your defense. Look at your defense. You get to 20 points, you're going to win, right? So those, those small little boom, 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 booms I freaking love it. Um yeah, I want the deep balls and I get it. I get it. Uh but with what you got, you just stick with it. This is one if the 49ers could have scored 45. They they really could. Um they're that damn good. They're that good. Um ah man, I I'm excited, guys. I'm really really excited. Now Right there. Thank you, Josh. Uh, I never thought I'd hear you say this. The 40 yards, faithful forever. Those checkdowns make this offense almost unstoppable. And you see the defenders, right? They're dropping back and they're covering deep and they've got everybody blanketed. You see the little checkdown to Christian McCaffrey. He catches it, both arms on the ball, goes forward, seven yards, gets up. And you see the defenders get up and just go, they're frustrated. Because the new defenses in the NFL are designed to be a shell coverage, keep the roof on top defense, force teams to check them down. That's what we do, right? Hey, we're going to force everybody to check them down. We're going to force them to check them down. We're going to force them to check it down. Why do we do that? Because the entire philosophy of the 49ers defense, the Rams defense, the Chargers defense, the Vikings defense, all these different defenses out there that are kind of that Vic Fangio style shell defense. It's, it, this is the philosophy. We're going to force them to do a 12-play drive, and I don't think they can do it and execute it because if they have one or two negative plays, the entire drive gets stalled. Well, guess what? There's no negative plays. You're not hitting the quarterback. You're not turning the ball over. Yeah, sometimes there's penalties, but not too often. And so guess what? The 49ers, you're allowing the 49ers offense to do exactly what it is they want to do. Hey, go ahead. Keep backing up two high safeties against Jimmy Garoppolo, please. Please. That's the dumbest damn thing you can do. Go ahead. Awesome. No problem. Check down, check down, check down, check down. And it works. Brennan Ayuk's touchdown pass was a four-yard slant route, the second one. He broke a tackle, took it, uh, what, 16, 17, uh, like 16 yards for the touchdown. Awesome. You throw just a simple bootleg pass to George Kittle, maybe a four-yard completion, guess what? He took it 40-plus yards because the philosophy that you're operating under as a defense says we're going to rally and tackle. That's wonderful. Kittle says, what's up? Debo says, hi. Ayuk says, what are you doing? CMC's there to do whatever. Oh, by the way, Kyle check sometimes, Juwan Jennings. You zig when others zag. And people have said repeatedly, man, Kyle Shanahan's offenses have struggled all across the NFL. You look at the Jets, right? Nah, it's just not working too well. But there's two places where it is absolutely dominating. Miami, who we get to see soon, because they are just, everything is pure freaking speed. Then you have the 49ers, and it's all yards after catch, breaking tackles. Both are working with quarterbacks that, let's just be honest, are nowhere near the top of the list whenever you're looking at physical tools. I'm not trying to throw shade on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not trying to throw shade on Tua. But again, if you look at them, neither one of them have strong arms. Literally both of them, not in the top 20 as far as arm strength. Not in the top 20 as far as mobility. Not in the top 20 as far as physical build, size, height, weight. Uh, That's not who they are, right? So you don't design... Jimmy Garoppolo or two in a lab. But why are they the best offenses recently? Because the scheme works. Figure out how you want to manipulate a defense that wants to play soft shell coverage, and then you push it all in. Dolphins said speed, and it's worked. 49ers said bully mentality, and it is worked because everybody fits that mold. And so, yes, back to what Josh said. Checkdowns make this offense unstoppable, um, and it's just – it's been it's been fun to watch, man. Uh, I, I can't – here's what's funny. So, you know, I pack all my stuff, and I take it to Mexico. I come back. I wake up early. I set up, you know, plugging in all my cameras and stuff. I record the first half breakdown. It was like 35 minutes. I, I didn't filter it correctly, and so the whole thing I had to throw away. Like, it just scrapped it. And I was like, ah, oh, it's already a short week, whatever. But I was happy. Because I got to go through the film for a second time, um, and it was fun as hell. <laughs> like so, like it, I was. It was one of those things where it's just like, oh, this is. I ain't even mad. I ain't even mad, because it was that good. It was that good. Um, it was the best offensive film that I've seen since Kyle Shanahan arrived, start to finish, start to finish. And yeah, you only scored seventeen points in the first half, and you had. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into $1,000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. You can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks, Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
2: those first three drives that were kind of frustrating, but it was just, you you saw it, and it was like, okay. It didn't feel like the other games felt. It really, really didn't. It felt really, really good. Now, before we jump into some other players, I want you to throw into the chat. I want to hear offensively, let's focus on offense, Who is a player on offense that surprised you this past week? Perhaps somebody that you think played better than normal, um, I saw Jake Brindle in there. Throw it in there. Uh, I want to talk about him. So throw some people in there in the chat that you think played better because we had a lot of offensive snaps. And we'll get to that right after this quick word from our sponsor, MyBookie. With so many sports books to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. We've been using them for five-plus years. Easy to get your money in easy to get your money out, easy to find what you want to bet, and they've got everything. Huge selection of odds, props, contests for all your sporting needs across all sports. You can stream the games live and bet live while you watch. So you can turn game day into payday with my bookie. Sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or just scan the QR code to my right here if you're watching on YouTube. Claim half a deposit match up to $1,000. So if you put in $1,000, you get an additional $500 to bet with. That's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus and give yourself the competitive edge. When you play with my bookie, you're not just betting, you're joining the winning team. Again, as always, bet anything, anytime, anywhere, with my bookie and bet with us. On our Patreon account, we load our bets every single week, and we have been doing very, very well. So come bet with us and let's go, my bookie baby. All right, let's get through some of these comments. I love it. Sean, he says the offensive line is for real. The fact that you have what was, you know, Jimmy's, he had a couple like issues, major chronic issues was that he took way too many sacks. He would never throw the ball away. He would never check it down. If his first, second read weren't there, it was just, it was going to get bad. That's no longer an issue. It's no longer an issue. He's not going to hit. He's not going to hit. And a lot of that has to do with the offensive line. Uh, the left side is just stellar. Trent Williams and Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks is so damn good, guys. He's so good. Um, Shout-out to David Lombardi uh, for this stat. There are 14 guards in the NFL that have not allowed a sack this year. The 49ers got two of them. Um, With, you know, Banks and Brindle, they played so well. Now, Jake Brindle. Let's talk about Jake Brindle because uh, Josh said he played well, deserves some props, by far the best game in Jake Brindle's career. He finished eighth uh, from Pro Football Focus with a 74.1 grade. And kind of the thing with Jake Brindle has been, he's been really good in pass pro. Um, He had an 83.2 grade. um, One of the highest in the entire, actually, yeah, the highest. Jake Brindle and Daniel Daniel Brunskill had the two highest grades, 83.2 in pass protection. And it showed. I thought he did really, really well. There were a couple stunts. I thought he should have helped out the wrong way, the other way that he did, but great game. And what was incredible about Brindle the critique has been, and I still probably would assess this, I think he's probably the weakest starter that the 49ers have on offense or defense currently. But his his run games, the, the MO is very, very simple. He gets to where he's supposed to go. He's at, He's hyper-athletic, maybe one of the most athletic centers in the league. He gets to where he's supposed to go, whether that's first level, second level, doesn't matter. He just can't stay there. And that continued to happen this game. Now, the new thing that we saw this week, was his down the field blocking past the second level. That third level was incredible. Uh, Got a pancake on Buda Baker, you know, on one of the touchdown plays. I don't remember which one it was, whether that was Kittle one or Debo one. I think it was a Debo reverse. I could be wrong on that, but whatever. If you're going to bring consistent pass pro and decent run blocking at the first and second level, eh, probably not decent. I, I wouldn't put decent there. Average, uh, I was still rough with that, but whatever. But then you add these two to three highlight plays at the third level that springs touchdown plays, I'll take it, baby. I'll take it all day. And for Jake Brindle to be in the top eight, 24 players took offensive snaps for the 49ers, which is more than normal because you put the backups in late, right? Um, I will take that in spades. Um, one thing I hated probably more than anything is when you put the backups in, you kept in Burford, Brindle and banks like, man, let, let's get some depth there. Let, let's let some other people get some work. I know they're uh, Brindle's not young, but I know banks and Burford are young, but like, I'm like, ah, come on, get some other guys out there. I know we were running short on bodies, but that that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I think Brindle played very well. Burford again, I talked about him pancake and JJ Watt a couple times. Trent Williams came out and said, that he believes uh Spencer Burford should have been a first round pick. Um, I'm not sure I'd go that far yet, but his ceiling, his ceiling pretty damn high. Um it's pretty damn high. There, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I the offensive line is great. And again, like I said, I already talked about McGlinchie, but we're back on o line talk. He 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 played well. He played well. And if you continue to get this play from him, you're going to be just fine. But again, like he had a 48.8 grade. It's not like he was great, Um, but he played well and he had some good blocks. He usually does. And he didn't have those major errors. There were two holding calls, but they didn't get called. The rest were kind of letting them play for the most part. And so, hey, I'll take that and be very, very happy now. All right, let's let's spend some time. And this is, this is telly because the, the account, I love the tag, Trey Lance, next great 49ers QB. But the comment says, incredible game. Jimmy playing good, clean football. um Even got the football emoji. Jimmy's been great. Jimmy played great. This, usually whenever I go through film, and I felt this way about the Chargers probably more than anything, where it was it Chargers and the Rams the last two weeks. You know, not where it was like, all right, man, it's hard to find a pass play that's like, oh, that's a great pass, besides it's just an open pass and you kind of hit the open guy. This week, I didn't feel that way. There were probably five or six times where I was like, oh, this is a great pass from Jimmy Garoppolo. Did he sell a couple? Yeah. Did he throw three hospital balls? Yes. Got Debo killed, got uh, Kittle killed, got Debo killed again. Uh, the high balls over the middle and just these dudes taking freaking gigantic hits, but that's just who Jimmy is. That's not going to change. That's not going to change, but the ball was never really put into jeopardy. Having said that again, if you can get the five to six big time throws from, from Jimmy without putting the ball in question, without taking unnecessary sacks, because you're checking it down. Holy freaking cow with this defense, right? Holy like, woo. Oh, cooking with grease, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, he played really, really well. And again, Mike, I, I love this. No turnovers. We ain't baking cakes up in here, baby. <laughs> I love that comment. That's awesome, Mike. Uh, that is incredible. It, I really thought Jimmy played well. Um, I really, really did. And you know, not only has he he likes to play against the Cardinals. There's no doubt about it. But it just it just looked. It looks so freaking good. Um, It looked great, in fact. So you protect the ball, no fumbles, no turnovers. And it's not by accident. Whether it was CMC, whether it was Debo, whether it was IUC, whether it was um, Elijah Mitchell, you saw two hands on the ball consistently. It's not an accident. It is not an accident that all these plays are happening the way that they are. It's by design. Okay, here we go. What's up? I I can't pronounce your name correctly. Zhang, I believe, uh, the last name. Here's his comment. The Niners did good, but I feel like this is an overreaction to a weak defense. Okay, I love this. Uh, This is going to be a fun conversation. He goes on to say, before the game, there was a stat that showed the cards were 32nd yards after the catch. That is correct. You probably watched our preview show. Um, Enjoy the game, but want to stay level. Okay? I appreciate that, and I love that. And, yeah, you can look at it and be like, man, I don't know how great our offense has been and whatever. Let's just look at the numbers for the entire season. And remember, this is averaging in the first half of the season that was not very good. Um, Lots of suboptimal games. So let's just go through some of the stats of the 49ers offense. Net yards per pass. Again, this is out of 32 teams. We're third. 7.2 net yards per pass. Again, back to what I was saying earlier, Tony Gwynn. You remember that? Just get singles. Singles are great with the way this team is designed. We're third best in the NFL. 7.2 yards per pass. That's great. Um, you look at you know passing yards, eighth. Passing touchdowns, eighth. That's great. Interceptions, we rank seventh, which has gone up because we're not turning the ball over. Total yards, eighth. Total points, 11th. So it's not like we are the best whatever, but third down percentage, we're top five. Top five, we're converting 46.4%. That's good. Red zone percentage, which has been probably the biggest issue, 49ers went two for two this week. Now they're 15th in the NFL. So you're, you're climbing out of it. Do I think that the 49ers have the best offense in the NFL? God, no, I do not. I know that we do not. I don't expect that to happen at this year. But if we can have a top 10 offense, which I think they are since the CMC trade, I, I, think, I think we're probably top eight, to be honest with you. With a top two defense, I don't care who the hell you are. I don't care what you look at. This 49ers team at worst has a top two defense. At worst, I think it's the best in the NFL. And so, if again, complimentary football. If you just have one and not the other, then it's what it is. Look at the Jets. Amazing defense. Offense can't do jack squat. I think they had two yards. I think they had like two yards in the second half, the Jets. Now they're pitching their young quarterback. Moving on, right? We're not in that. Man, imagine if the Jets traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, the, Not that you should have because you had, you know, Zach Wilson and whatever else. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Mark, you know, stay in with this. He says, Joe Buck said he would build his franchise around Kyle Shanahan. I'm not the biggest Joe Buck guy. He kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of people that feel that way, Mark. Um, there are a lot of people that feel that way. There really, really are. You see what it can be. And that's without the ideal quarterback. Jimmy's great. In this system. He really, really is. And we're seeing it. What Jimmy has done the past three weeks is awesome. Were there, again, it's against Rams, Chargers, Cardinals. Not great teams. But, again, it just feels right. Yeah. (laughs) Faithful and grateful. Man, I love that one. That's a solid tag right there, my friend. He says, what the offense is doing now just feels right. Ooh. Yeah. Now, a couple people we haven't talked about. Alpha P 900, Elijah Mitchell. Whew. Elijah Mitchell's good, man. Elijah Mitchell's really, really good. Finished with the third highest grade. Here's the top five. Trent Williams, 94.4 grade, pro football focus. Number two, George Kittle, ah oh, 89.8. He was unbelievable. Just across the board, blocking, pancakes, receptions, energy. One of my favorite parts of the Mexico game. This is stupid, but I'm a kid. Somebody made like an awesome paper airplane and it like, you could see it from where we were sitting, just like fly in whatever else. I don't know if it caught it on the broadcast film, but it landed on the end zone right next to George Kittle. And it wasn't a play that was designed to George Kittle. Or I think it was a right after a kickoff touchback. I think it was. So the offense is coming on the field and somebody throws a paper airplane, whatever, don't do that. But it lands like a couple yards from Kittle and I think it was during a TV timeout, whatever. George Kittle runs over, picks up the paper airplane, and tries to throw it in, like, as hard as he could. And, like, the whole crowd just, like, started dying laughing. Like, this game in Mexico City was designed for George Kittle. One, you talk about, the, like, the no fear, uh, the luchador, like, the all the, you know, libre, whatever, wrestling. Like, Kittle showed out because he's such an energy guy. He played so damn well, man. Um I freaking love that man. I, I wish I don't think people are ever going to understand how great a tight end George Kittle is and how pivotal he is to the 49ers. He, he's an extra left tackle. I mean, he's so damn good. He is so dang good. Um, anyway, um, Elijah Mitchell finished third with an 85.7. Brunskill fourth with an 80 grade. CMC with a 79.9. These are very high grades to be getting to the point. Where, okay, number six, Jordan Mason, 79.0 grade. He played awesome. He played awesome. He played so good. Uh, Debo, 75.2, really high grade. Uh, Brindle, 74.1. Like those are really high grades for the top eight players. But Elijah Mitchell just brings something different. And it was, I love the way that they brought it up. Pass, 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 the entire first half. Second half, elevation. They're tired. Punch them in the mouth. I think you had, like, an entire drive. I think it was nine total run plays. Up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, up the middle, up the middle. Reverse touchdown. And Elijah Mitchell just freaking breaking people's faces. They just love the mentality and love what he had. He got nine carries. That's it. That is efficient. Efficient. And that's where this offense is now. It's where it should be. You know, I love the 40 rush attempts a game. I love that. But you don't have to do that all the time. Now you don't. Because what you've done is elongated your rushing attack. The checkdowns are a running play. The screens are a running play. So, yeah, I think we had, what, 28 rush attempts? Is that like our actual number? Yeah, 28 rush attempts for 159 yards. That's 5.7 yards per carry. Pretty damn great. Now you threw the ball twenty nine times. That's balance. Twenty nine pass attempts, twenty eight rush attempts. You really didn't have that many offensive plays. Uh, Forty ers had fifty seven offensive plays. Cardinals had seventy one. But when you're averaging six point eight yards per play, that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. They are they averaged four point four. We had six point eight. So you're getting extra two and a half yards on every single freaking play. Oh, I love it. Um, Alpha also talks about Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, he had some very positive plays. Jennings, I don't know about. He had some key blocks. I wasn't a big fan of much else. McLeod didn't get to see too much. I thought his returns were good. Gray, man, I want him to get his first catch so bad. Um, Yeah, (laughs) that off-schedule play to Kittle was nice. It really was. And it's funny because the week before... He broke the pocket and tried to scramble for the first down and just got destroyed, Jimmy. And so this time he's like, screw that biz." Whoop. (laughs) And, man, they went after Buda Baker so much of this game. He's one of my favorite non-49ers. They bullied that dude. Um, They bullied him big time. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Again, let's look at just kind of when the backups came in, I talked about how McKivitz didn't do much, and again, you look at the bottom grades. I don't consider Jawan Jennings a starter. He got 22 out of 58 snaps. He finished with the lowest possible grade of 46.3. Colton McKivitz, 47.2. McGlinchey, 48.8. We talked about him. Burford, 54.3. Gray got 10 snaps, 54.8. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I really feel offensively. This is a pretty damn good team, man. I really, really do. Daryl, what's up? He says, love it, family. Our old line is taking care of business. They are. Um, they are going to be going against a much better team defensively in the Saints. Johnny, what's up, man? He says, glad you made it back safe. Yes, I did. I had a great trip, man. I, I really, really do. I, I, Mexico was awesome. If you cannot find a way, the next time the Fort ers play an inter- international game, if it's the only game you make, Strongly recommend it. Um, it's just different. Um, and it was awesome. And, you know, I, I w- want to wrap this up real quick. And Johnny, with this comment, I only saw a couple uh, big missed opportunities, right? We talked about that a little bit earlier. Ayuk had two where he was kind of running free, both on the same drive when we kicked a field goal overall. Incredible game. Was it perfect? No. No. It's hard to have a, foot- a perfect game. Um, But... Dude, I, I really felt like this was just a badass game. Um, what's up, Perk? I love it, man. And, and you know, we're going into Thanksgiving. And, you know, I don't want to be too cheesy, but, man, we should be thankful for this. The 49ers are pretty damn exciting. They're pretty damn dangerous. Who, who out there, let, let, let's ask it this way. If you look across the NFC, you could throw in the NFL. I don't care. Who are you scared of? I can tell you who every damn team in the NFC is scared of. It's the 49ers. Do you think they're scared of the damn Vikings? Good God, no. No. Are they scared of the Giants? No. I think they're scared of the Cowboys. That defense is for real. I think the Eagles pose some interesting issues. But I guarantee you this. Nobody. The 49ers are first or second on everybody's list. And probably way more firsts than seconds. If you asked every team, you can play any team in the NFC, who's the team that you do not want to play the most? 49ers are going to be one, there's 16 teams in the NFC. Probably 13 teams will say, I don't want to play the 49ers. Like 13 out of 16. Uh, we're one of them. So that'd be 13 out of 15. Like, I think it would be that high. We're the number three seed. Currently, man, I, I again, you know, if you just look at the standings and whatever, the 49ers are currently third. Now we're tied six and four with the Seattle Seahawks. I get that. And we would be playing the Giants if the playoffs started today. There's still a lot of football left, thank God. Um, and we're going to a lot of these, you know, the 49ers rush road trip. We ain't stopping, baby. We got three more trips. God, it's crazy. We traveled so much this year. Uh, you know, our next big party, um, I don't. Am I going in order here? Yeah. December 4th is going to be the Miami game. Our Saturday party is going to be awesome. We're out at the Mission Peak Sportsplex um, out in Fremont. And we've got this one's going to be different because we're doing a joint party with a couple of Niners Empire. We're working together with them, which I'm excited. Forever Faithful um, and some Miami chapters. And so we've got John Taylor, Eric Wright coming out, but also we're going to have some Dolphins people out there Mark Clayton and Mark Duper. And so you get to meet some of them. Plus, we've got our tailgate in the blue lot. Um, And we have group rates at the Santa Clara Marriott, where the players stay. So um, right now up on 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, head over there. If you click on the Miami game, you'll see the link to get your group hotels or to just we're saving you like 80 bucks a night. And what happens is you just stay there. You literally walk to the stadium. So now you don't have to pay for parking. You can just meet us over in the blue lot. We're doing tacos and and drinks. We got you covered for the tailgate. Uh, We're going to have a great time. We do our raffles. We do our giveaways. We do our trivia. Um, And yeah, so that's what we got going on for that. Plus, on top of that, we're doing the Raiders game still, which is going to be a blast. So so we got you guys. Um, and so, you know, if you look at just the 49ers schedule, we, we've got the Miami game December 4th. We're going to Seattle, which is the game of the year right now for the 49ers. That Thursday night game, we're going to be tailgating right across the street from the stadium. And then we're finalizing, hopefully within probably next week, all of the Raider stuff for New Year's, um, which we're going to be doing a day party. Um, out in Vegas, which is going to be a blast because, again, I know it's New Year's uh, Eve, it's Vegas. We ain't competing with that. But we're going to do a get-together during the day. Um Going to party a little bit, then let you guys go do your festivities, then we're going to tailgate the next day. So super excited about that. Come party with us. If you haven't made one, come check it out. And I think we do a pretty good job throwing a party, and for some reason we attract people that want to have fun that don't like drama, uh, and we kind of stay away from that. So uh, let's see here. Uh, Big Papa, hey, John, what would you guesstimate you will pay for a late purchase of 49ers Dolphins game? I haven't looked at tickets. Um, again, I, I wait on tickets, man. So I do not know the answer to that. It's going to be a pretty valued ticket. It's going to be probably the game of the week. It did not get flexed because the Cowboys are playing Sunday Night Football. It will not get flexed uh, because the Cowboys are playing Sunday Night Football. Probably should have been, but that's okay. Uh, we'll just have to kind of see how it is. 49ers had a lot of primetime games. But, yeah, Big Papa, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I'm so sorry. Um, and a lot of it depends on where you want to sit. Me, I sit – between the 20s, upper level, almost every time, because I could just see everything. Um, that's just kind of what I want. Unless somebody gives me a free ticket and wants me to sit with them, then, then I will sit with them. Uh, so anyway, we'll take that for what it is. But I want to say thank you. We've got so much content coming out this week. I know it's Thanksgiving, so I am going to ask for a little bit of patience because we're going to kind of spread it out. Um, but we've still got today, we've got the first half Every single offensive player the first half already up on Patreon. As soon as this episode's over, I'm going to jump over and load the second half so you'll be able to watch every single offensive play, uh, which is just a blast. at such a good time. Over on Patreon.com slash 49ers podcast. I'm going to start defense early tomorrow. I'm going to wake up before the fam, uh, before Thanksgiving. I don't know if my wife can hear me. She's in the other room. I want to wake up before she gets up and get that defense film for you guys up at least the first half. I'll see if I can get away with the entire first and second half, but don't tell anybody uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Love you guys. Um, and I'm so thankful for what I am allowed to do and my role in whatever the hell this is, this 49er space. And it's all possible because of you guys. So if you haven't yet subscribe, turn on notifications, hit that like button. It doesn't cost you anything helps us out, allows us to create more, uh, um man, this is a fun time to be a faithful. It's a fun time to be a faithful and enjoy it. Enjoy this time. You should. There, there's so much time in sports that you don't get to enjoy. The hope, the excitement, the anticipation, oh, the optimism. Mm, soak it in, baby. And until next time, stay strong, and faithful.